This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.49 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana Shaoning and Jensen. According to the Economy Minister Rafizi Ramli, the country's rate of inflation for the year 2022 showed positive signs as it eased to 3.8%, 3.3% in line with Finance Ministry predictions. According to Rafizi, inflation measured by the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, hit a six-month low of 3.8% in December, down from 4% in November. And he says that it's likely that inflation is now easing from its peak of, of around August and September, which could mean that the country would see the economy moving towards normal inflation, something around the 2% range, not immediately. However, he singled out the increase in the price of food at restaurants and hotels as the main contributor to inflation. Adding that Malaysia could not be a communist nation whereby the government regulates the prices of food sold at these premises. So Rafizi basically said that controlling the figure requires the cooperation of all parties, including consumers who can play a role in jointly injecting elasticity between demand and supply in order to control it. But is the minister being too optimistic about the country's inflation rate? And are really F&B operators one of the main contributors to this rising figure that we saw in 2022? So for some thoughts on inflation, we have with us Dr. Jeffrey Williams, economist with the Malaysia University of Science and Technology. Good morning, Jeffrey. Always good to have you. Now, as mentioned, Economics Minister Rafizi Ramli has said that inflation is easing. The CPI hit a six-month low of 3.8% in December. He notes that this will be a downward trend from here, but will we actually see lower cost of living as a result of easing inflation? Uh, the, an- the answer is no, <laughs> because uh, the rate of inflation is uh, the measure of the increase in prices. So when we say that it's certain, I mean, Rafizi is certainly true it, that to, to say that it, um, inflation is coming down. We had a peak um, in September of last year and since then. Uh, most of the monthly data uh, on, on an annualized basis, at least, has been coming down. And we expect that inflation will continue to fall through the year, probably heading toward about 2.5% by the middle of the year. But we have to remember that the rate of inflation is a measure of the percentage increase in prices. So although the rate of inflation will be slowing, the prices uh, of, of most products will still be rising. They'll just be rising at a smaller rate. The minister has also pointed the finger at food prices at restaurants as a main contributor to inflation, saying that they should lower the prices in line with the falling cost of raw ingredients. But is that too simplistic a view? Uh, I don't think it is, actually. I I think he's actually pretty much on the the ball when it comes to this issue of being smart consumers and for us to be careful about what we're spending. I, perhaps it's a little unfair just to focus on restaurants and um, Mamak stalls. That, that's that Perhaps people are a bit sensitive about that. But the general view that um, as consumers, we need to be smart. We need to look at where prices are going up. And if we're not happy with price, we need to change our uh, consumption behavior, in my view, is absolutely correct. Prices are determined by supply and demand. Nobody says that we have to take the price given to us by companies and firms, no matter who they are. If we're not happy with the price, we go find another product somewhere else. So it is very important for us to have a dynamic competitive market. And that involves not just 
having competition amongst companies at all levels, all the way through the supply chain, by the way, not just when it reaches us as consumers. We need to promote consumption, uh, com competition amongst businesses. We have too little of that. Um, and we also need to be smart consumers as well. So I think at, at this stage, um, it really is for us to think very hard about what we're spending and manage our own um, spending as much as we possibly can, as well as trying to improve and, and to help uh, companies to improve the supply side. Okay, I have two questions regarding this, Jeffrey. <coughs> First one is <coughs> the mindset of the consumer. How do we yeah. change that too so that they become sensitive to prices and they are aware of the options available to them? Because sometimes people feel they have no choice, right? They just buy what's in front of them. Yes, it's lazy consumerism. It, I mean, I do it, you do it, everybody does it. We always go to the same shop because it's convenient for us to go to the same shop. and mm. um, We don't shop around as much as we might pretend that we do. Um, uh, so we're, we're actually being quite lazy in this. Um, also, of course, we have moved to um, um, electronic payments and waiving your card and e-wallets and all of this. So in the past, when we were using cash, we were much more conscious of how much we were spending because when we ran out of money, you know, our wallet was empty. Then we had to go to the bank and go to the ATM and get more money. We call this shoe leather cost. It's a transaction cost. So uh, when we're using electronic uh, paywave type um, payments, uh, the transactions costs are much less. And that means we're not really looking at what we're spending. We're not looking at the prices and we're not. And that's that's simply a fact that, you know, it, it's a it's a consequence of our being too lazy as consumers. It's as simple as that. And if we were to move around and, and go and um, it's not a question, in my view, of boycotting places, boycotting restaurants. Um, the moment they know the, the moment they they change their price, you can very happily go back to them. But it's a matter of just saying, you know, not today, not at that price. And as consumers, you either have to be more active and and shop around, or stop complaining. In my view, I mean, if you just want to go to the same shop and set, and pay the same price, then you know that's that's your 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 decision. Okay, Jeffrey, the second part of the question <coughs> is with regards to artificial mechanisms with um, pricing. So be it whether it's price controls or monopolies, what impact does it really have on cost of living pressure? And should it all just be removed completely? Yes. Yeah. Well, to, to answer the second part first, yes, it should all be removed completely. And the effect that it has on the cost of living is first that when uh, when the government is trying to deal with cost of living through price controls and um, subsidies, it's actually taking money that could be used for other things and using that in subsidies and paying those subsidies to companies. So that's that doesn't actually um, uh, help people in terms of the affordability, uh, in terms of their incomes, that money could be given to them in, in the form of income. And the second thing is it doesn't help for the prices to come down. So if you have a more competitive environment, when um, the cost environment changes through the supply chain, you would expect or you would hope to, to, to see that the costs would be passed on to consumers. So if the costs come down through comp uh, competitive interaction in the marketplace, um, you would expect that those costs would um, be passed on uh, to consumers in the form of lower prices. And when you have price controls, when you have subsidies, when you have um, government interfering in the marketplace, the market mechanism doesn't work. And then as a consequence of that, we don't get the benefits. What we get is the costs when the price go up, but the prices don't come down. We say that they are downward sticky. 
it's a form of uh, market distortion. But I think also we have to understand sometimes there's a lag effect, right? Even if their price control mechanisms were removed or their monopolies were removed, the prices don't necessarily automatically adjust? No, no, there is always a, yes. There, well, it depends very much on, on the, the price of what. <laughs> the price of products and services that you can supply quickly into the market and if there is a competitive you know, competitive market, those prices will change quickly. But for, for other prices, consumer goods and white goods and this sort of thing, um, those prices change more slowly. Um, there is always a lag effect, but the fact, but the, the the upshot is that if you have price controls, that there is no movement in the in the prices, and if you have a free market, the prices will go up and down according to supply and demand. And at the moment, they're not. Jeffrey, are there any low hanging fruit solutions to cost of living pressures, or will it all take, I guess, a bit of long term structural redesign of the economy? I think the government's doing the things that it can do quickly, which is the, I mean, one of the things that they've done is the utility prices. So they have uh, frozen the uh, increase in utility um, tariffs. Now, that's important, actually, because it affects all households, which is a very, uh, clearly a very large number of people, and it affects 98% of all companies. So that's actually a very significant thing. Now, that, again, won't bring down the prices, but it will stop them going up, and that's very helpful. Uh, the other thing is that um, if you can't bring down the prices uh, quickly, then you can help people's income. And uh, they brought forward the um, Bantuan payment to the, uh, already this month. And so that will help people in terms of affordability. Um, a third thing is that, uh, which is what they've already done, is to open up markets to competition, uh, particularly from imports. So. Um, in an extension of that, I think what they should do and what they could do very quickly is to remove all of the restrictions on sourcing of um, particularly food products and allow retailers to source their products without restrictions, except for health and safety restrictions, source the, um, the cheapest product wherever they can um, and to get that into the market as quickly as possible. But I think they're doing as much as they possibly can, and we appear to be seeing um, improvements in supply, and those improvements in supply will um, feed through to lower inflation in the future. So um, from that, you know, in that respect, 2023 is likely to have a, a lower overall rate of inflation than we've just had for 2022. Jeffrey, thank you very much for speaking with us. That was Dr. Jeffrey Williams, economist at the Malaysia University of Science and Technology, weighing in on how the government um, could tackle inflation and um, really whether Rafizi Ramli's projections of a downward trend in inflation will um, hold true. I like how you mentioned that we really need to be smarter consumers and some people are perhaps uh, impacted by lazy consumerism. I think I'm, I'm guilty as well. I just wanted to... Uh, changed my tyres recently for my car and I went back to the dealer and he offered me X amount mm. but I, I made some calls to some friends and my cousin and all that and I realised I could actually get it in the Klang Valley not too far away I don't have to drive to Klang at similar prices um, as what a Klang uh, tyre shop would, would offer and saving you tons of money yes so it does pay to shop around it does and my only thing is does everybody have the ease to shop around or the you know the convenience of shopping around because sometimes you might not have public, you might not have transportation. You have for yeah, you have to pay for convenience and sometimes it's just not accessible to everyone. But yeah, I think as a consumer, we should. We should exercise our right to choose. But the more important thing is, for me, 
shouldn't we eventually be looking at removing all these price controls, monopolies, APs that ultimately still distort market forces? Because what we want is just cheaper goods for everybody. All right. 7.59 in the morning. We're heading into the 8 a.m. News Bulletin. And after that, on the Breakfast Grill, I'll be speaking to Shahnaz Al-Sadat, Chairperson of Leap Ed Services. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.